0: Set Snippet series is sponsored generously by the Saka family, member of the patriarch of their family, Joseph Saka, who's 50th year outside, is in January. We, can, we begin the second paragraph of Shema. Tonight is Set Snippet number 299, closing in on 300, and we're up to the second paragraph of Shema. hayom. Torah tells us now, drawing from Sefer Dvarim. V'haya comes from Sefer Dvarim. If you listen to my mitzvos that I am commanding to you today, this pasuk, the seemingly innocuous, benign pasuk that we say every day, has many questions if you simply give it some thought. For example, why does it say im tishmu? Just say im shamoa mitzvotai. Listen to my mitzvos. So shamoa tishmu is redundant. What is the word tishmu add? Why does it say el mitzvahsai? If you listen el, should be, if you listen mitzvah mitzvossai, asher mitzvah Why Hayom? Why today? There are many questions. We'll try to get to them one by one. The theme of the second paragraph of Shema continues uh, the theme that we began. First paragraph is Kabbalah Sa'ol Malchus shamayim, The notion of submission and surrender. There's an omnipotent, omniscient God. There's a creator of the universe. We didn't come into being by chance, by accident or randomly. But Hashem, there's a design, there's a cause. Kabbalah Shemaim. religion begins begins with the recognition that there's a Creator of the universe, that He's involved and invested in our life, that we submit and we surrender to Him. Second paragraph, Vayaya begins the theme of Kabbalah's mitzvos. That not only did God create us, and not only is He aware of everything in our life, but accountability. We have responsibility. There are consequences to our behavior. He has expectations of us. All mitzvos. There is a directive. There's a mission. There's a charge for how we live and how we operate in this world. From the moment we wake up in the morning until the last moments we close our eyes to sleep at night and everything in between. From our interpersonal relationship to our spiritual connection to Him to our business ethics, how we tie our shoes in the morning and the last words, Shema and Hamapil at night. Kabbalos all mitzvos. We don't just believe conceptually. It's not just in the abstract. We don't just concede there's a God, but he's moved on to other things. How is he involved in my life? Kabbalah ol mitzvos. He's also involved in my life. I have uh, consequences and accountability to meet his expectations of me. Second paragraph value is divided into three parts. The first are the reward for mitzvos. Im If you get it right, if you listen, if you observe, then there's a reward Second, third, is the abandonment of Torah. What happens? The punishment the world will not produce for us if we in fact are not navigating it with the compass of Torah. And then the third part, how we're supposed to live, particularly in the Golas, how we're supposed to operate. The Chai Odom, Danzig, in his Klal Chaf Aleph, Sifiyod Beis writes that because these are two different themes, first paragraph, Kabbalah's Shamaim. Shemaim submission, surrender to the concept of God. Second paragraph, Kabbalah Sol mitzvahs. Building on it, we realize that we have responsibility, that it's not what feels good or what feels right or what we want to do. You know, we're living in a world and at a time that measures you can do anything that makes you happy as long as it doesn't harm someone else. It's a new thing in this time. You can do anything you want. Dress, act, define, behave, interact, As long as there's no victim, as long as you don't harm or hurt or injure another, do whatever makes you happy. Do whatever brings you pleasure. That is the world we are living in. That is not the world of Torah. The world of Torah is that we answer to someone. He created us. He has expectations for us. There's a reason that we're here. There's a difference we're meant to make. Every one of us is here for a mission. And there are mitzvahs that we're meant to observe. There is a lifestyle. There are expectations of us. So the Chaya Adam writes, a person should pause between the first and second paragraph of Shema. For too many of us, the paragraphs, the psukim, they run one into the other. And therefore the themes also blend together. But because these are two different themes, one should pause, take a moment, first focus, be mindful, meditate. Kabbalah sol-machu shemaim, there's a God, there's a creator, I submit, I surrender, you're here, you're in my life. And then v'ayem shamoah, one should think about Kabbalah sol-mitzvah. So blazer, writes that these two themes of the first two paragraphs correspond with Nasa v'nishma. Nasa meant, Kabbalah sal malchus I'm in. God, before you tell me what to do, how to do, when to do, why to do, you say jump, I say how high. You tell me, are you in? I'm all in. Nasa. Second paragraph is nishma. Now tell me what to do. Now I want to understand. Now I want to learn. Now I need to know the instruction manual of what to do. When Moshe Feinstein's atzal wonders, Second paragraph, Kabbalah ol Mitzvos. Doesn't that subsume? Doesn't that include Kabbalos ol malchus shemayim? I understand theoretically that somebody could accept the yoke of heaven, but stop there and say, I, I concede there's a God, there's a creator. Who says he has asked me to do anything? Who said he's keeping track of what I do? But if you say, I accept that God has expectations of me, Mitzvah, L'tzavos, is to make a bridge, a bond, a connection. Kurishborhu Baruch has expectations of us. Doesn't that implicitly include Kabbalah, Somahu Shemayim? Why do I need the first theme if I have the second theme? If I concede, if I acknowledge that God has expectations, obviously there is a God to have those expectations. It's a good question, no? How come none of you ever thought of it? We'll pick up next time with what Rav Moshe answers and begin with the words themselves. Why Shamoa Tishmu? Why the redundancy? We'll go through Sitter Snippet 300 fireworks, big, exciting evening. We'll continue there.